This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app.
Well, good evening, everyone. It's uh, Sunday, January the 16th, 2022. But we're in 1983, and that was New Order and Blue Monday. Uh, hi, Jack. How are you? I'm good tonight. Did you like that? Yeah, I really loved that. Um, Blue Monday is apparently one of the best. Uh, it, it's the best-selling 12-inch single of all time in the UK. Yes. It wasn't released on the 7-inch single either. So you could only buy it on a, a big a big record, not mm. a small record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was... It was massive at the time. Yeah, but it's interesting because uh, for such a massive song, uh, why was it so uh, only put onto a 12-inch single? And also, it wasn't on their album uh, Power, Corruption and Lies, which was also released in 1983. Yes, no, it wasn't. So it was a bit of a badly managed release, I think, for Blow Monday for such a big song, huh? Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, the, the previous band, Joy Division, didn't put their singles onto their albums either. Oh, I see. Um, so it... It kind of means you have to buy more. Yeah, which I is guess a little so. bit cynical of me, but it does a bit. But uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, some bands did that. I guess some anti-capitalist bands would accuse them of profiteering. They'd be eager to do that. Would yeah. that did that happen? Did that ever happen? Well, accusations of that. Yeah, I can't think of any. Of can't think I, of I any. think it was talked about at the time that some. Well, there were some bands that just would release an album. And then release like ten singles, singles from that yeah. album, like, like like Mickey Jackson did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Know, from what was the album again? Michael Jackson you mean I you call, said I Mickey call, Jackson I call him Mickey okay. we, we, you know we were, we were quite close no we weren't Michael Jackson then mm-hmm. um, his album called <laughs> I've forgotten the name of it but it had like a 20 song singles from one album didn't it or something okay you know lots of singles came from from, from one album yeah yeah he released a lot of singles yeah. from albums. so then people, people had yeah. to buy the single and then you buy the album and you've got all the singles on the album but people still bought the singles as well mm, yeah so is that is that as bad as New Order or not uh, no mm. but is it a wrong thing to do if you're going to release the album anyway I think when you release singles separately from the albums yeah it does mean that you'll make more money and it does make songs more exclusive which can be annoying for fans with a small budget but um, yeah, it's it's irrelevant now because it doesn't happen anymore, does it? Because there's yeah. no such thing as well. There are albums, but this doesn't really happen very much anymore. Not, much, really? not, not as much now any, uh, anymore with Spotify. It's all streamed and uh, downloaded, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so obviously that, that's uh, New Order, who were you know three years ago making records in long coats and being quite gothic, and yeah, you know, that, uh, and also the Cure, who were quite gothic a little while ago. Yeah, um, and now they were doing. Stuff like this, this is the Love Cats.
that's the Cure and the Love Cats. Uh, I think Goth has finally died, doesn't it? Really, with that one. Yeah, you could kill Goth with <laughs> that. All your fans will turn up their noses and sulk away. I think pe- I think people really liked the Cure when they started doing stuff like that because they were just <laughs> kind of. Well, it's funny w- actually. Whimsical and they did cute and kind of. The Cure found a second wave of success um, after um, their album Pornography in 1982. Yeah, that was kind of a bit sort of bleak and completely it sort was. of nihilistic and they sort of just fell apart and lost steam but they didn't fall they didn't actually break apart right. that's the interesting thing yeah um robert smith kept um the cure going and he then just started making music with other people yeah and then i think by 1984 uh he, he then brought the band back together and then they started releasing stuff again and they had a second wave of success yeah mm. they did they're very popular aren't they yeah, they I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, I mean, I said, don't meet many young people, but the few, you know, the few times I have, they said, oh, I really like the Cure and stuff. It's quite mm, interesting. People who know the Cure, um, yeah, are generally like music. Uh, what do I say? Um, connoisseurs, I'd say. Are they? They, well, I'd take, I'd call them connoisseurs because yeah. you'd have to understand why this is a good piece of music. Yeah. Um, if you have listened to lots of music and you know all the tropes of music and. Um, ways that you can sort of turn it on its head and right. make uh, a, a more comedic song like this that, that one yeah. I guess yeah thank you I'm going to play a song by the Nightingales now you got something to say about the Nightingales you had a quote didn't you uh, and you've not heard the Nightingales so you bet you're really looking forward to this aren't you y- yeah I am actually um, maybe I should read it af- out afterwards yeah, okay. uh, sure. this is the Nightingales uh, and a song called The Crunch Tradition when devised with this in mind 
Nightingales uh, and the Crunch. What did you think of that? Quite in, you're on, honestly, um, mm, that was quite pleasant. Quite pleasant. Okay. Yes. That's good. Um, we didn't really change that much throughout the song. No. No. Yeah. I had a constant. Quite constant. Yeah. Yes. Um, so does so it make it boring? Uh, no, just pleasant. Uh, is it boring? Uh, no, I would say. Um, uh, unchanging, um, yeah, lacking variety. <laughs> but songs that lack variety don't not not necessarily not necessarily bad. They're just one thing. Yes, and yeah, like can or someone like that. Yes, just a kind of drone that continues through the through the whole song. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. I think there's values in in that type of music, but um, how do you use it? How do you make it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Some people might like that. Yes. Lot. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so the quote I want to give is from John Peel, um, who was a prominent UK DJ. Uh, he said of the Nightingales, their performances will serve to confirm their excellence when we are far enough distance from the 1980s to look at the period rationally and other infinitely better known bands stand revealed as charlatans. Mm. So what do you think of that? 
Um, I, 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 I think there are a few bands in the 80s that you can look back on and think they were doing something quite novel and real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there were lots of bands who were just pretty much flashing the pans, but that's just my opinion. Okay. Which is not worth much. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Right. Yeah. But it, so he's kind of saying they're authentic, wasn't he? Yes. <coughs> authentic in what they did. I, th- I think that's a f- that's a fair quote. Yeah. Yeah. Because they mm. they were they were quite ordinary looking people and just just made this music that was just um, I thought very good. I really like the Nightingales a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Th- speaking of, I was, I was looking at the, in, in the news this week. There's a lot of kind of <coughs> stories about um, people in authority, perhaps, or people, rich people, you know doing doing stuff during lockdowns <coughs> or doing stuff so like like the 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 UK government are all in oh. trouble because they were having parties mm. yeah well know, yeah, they're powerful whilst, politicians whilst the Duke of Edinburgh was lying in state and the Queen was sitting there mourning on her own because she couldn't have anyone with her because of, oh, yeah. of COVID-19 mm. and and if you if, if you read the the media in the UK you'd think all of Downing Street were having drunken parties you know, in the garden. When whilst, I saw the whilst, photos, whilst everyone else was locked up in, mm, in yeah. houses and had relatives who were dying, and they were just yeah. having champagne and caviar, probably. That's the impression, but it's mm. not, obviously not true. But they probably were having parties, and of course, and that also. I was also thinking about the Austra- the, the Serbian tennis player uh, Djokovic, who's yep. obviously being publicly shamed for for being anti-vaccine. Um, Is he anti-vaccine or anti-mandate? I think he's anti-vaccine. But anti-vaccine. But anyway, okay. um, mm. but that's a bit like everyone saying, "Well, how how dare he? He's like, you know, rich and famous, and he's he's flouting the rules, that kind of thing." Mm-hmm. So there's all these kind of like, sort of this kind of grassroots opinion about what what the rich and famous do, you know, and and it's not fair because you know they well, ju- they're rich they just and do famous. What they they usually can flout. Yeah, I know. I the know. Authority. Yeah, yeah. and that's the that comes with authority because if you have more money, you have more you like. economic power, <clears throat> mm. more financial power, I should say, not economic, but um, yeah, it, it's just a natural thing that, and also being famous gives you more cultural power over others um, yeah. because you are recognised for doing something or yeah. being somebody or being connected to just, just connected to people. Yes. See, see, most 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 of the time, I think that's that that rich and powerful people just do what they want, and that's just how it is. But I think now there's this there's this narrative, perhaps, that people have actually suffered in the last two years and actually put up with a lot of deprivation. And for some people, put up with having a vaccine they didn't want, mm-hmm. but they've had it anyway, just to because they've been told to, or because they've been forced to, or because they yeah. just think, well, I'll just do it because everyone else is doing it, and it seems like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's these other people who, like Djokovic, who is now being kind of pilloried in public because he's, you know, co- too cocky to have it. You know that kind of that kind of image. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm, I'm just saying. I haven't actually looked into the stories around Djokovic. Yeah, but also the the kind of Downing Street stories as well about the. I did look know, into those ones though. Flouting the rules. Whilst the, you know, the, people were people were you know. My mother was you know at home alone for you know, six months. You mm. know, pretty much. I see. You know. Uh, so to read that Downing Street were having parties is kind of just disappointing yeah well just because people really did suffer didn't they Mm, yeah and you look at the parties themselves they were really lame parties apparently they played past the parcel at one of them exactly I wouldn't want to go to the party you know Mm. it probably probably were quite lame and it was bring your own drinks as well 
they didn't even supply the drinks. Bring your own booze. Yeah. I bet they played charades as well. Oh, yeah, probably. Do you like charades, Jack? Not that much, but it depends upon who you play with it. Who you play? Yeah. What do you mean? Um, well, if you played with me. If you have a lot of... Yeah, if I had played charades with you, it probably wouldn't be that bad. Really? But if you play in charades with like, like people that you don't have much in common with or you don't really... Um, understand that well it can be really really like civil servants from Downing Street yeah I guess so I don't know M- maybe I have a bad impression of char- charades what, what's your favourite what's your favourite game to play at a party I don't like to go to parties I know you don't but if you had to go to a party if I forced you to go to a Downing Street party what game would you take if you had to put one under your arm I'd play the game of how fast can I exit, exit <laughs> this party <laughs> because it'd also be breaking down uh, breaking the lockdown rules so you wouldn't go in the first place, would you? Probably wouldn't be allowed to. No, you wouldn't be allowed to. Mm. If you, had to you wouldn't take a game with you? No. Nope. No, you wouldn't. Okay, nope. fair enough then. I know you like the game Brisk sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's a bit... Of, that's, that's, uh, I'm not much of a fan of that anymore. No. I, I, would, I really would take Monopoly along just to beat Boris Johnson at Monopoly. <laughs> it would really make me happy. Okay. Like, you know, getting all, the, all his money. Uh-huh. You know, tax. <laughs> he, he lands on the tax one and I take his money. That yeah, kind of thing. winning against the Tory on Monopoly, that would be... I think it'd be great. That'd be it? funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have to cheat to win because I'm not very good at it, probably. Mm, but yeah. yeah, if you play against a capitalist, you know, prime minister, pro he's, he's market party, beat you, isn't he? You yeah, know? you'd think so. You'd hope so. I'd have to get some loaded mm. dice or anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so off to the left wing. This is the Redskins and lean on me.
There's the Redskins and uh, Lean On Me. Uh, unfortunate name, we've talked about them before, haven't we? An unfortunate name? I it's guess so. Yeah, I mean... Because time, it is a Native American slur. Yeah, it but is. But it was it didn't originate with um, the na- that uh, origin, actually. Sorry? <laughs> it didn't originate with that origin. Anyway. Um, oh, you mean their, their name? Yes, the name didn't no, come no, from the Native they, American they slur. Was, they were communist or, or socialist skinheads, so they called themselves Redskins. Yes. Um, yeah, but everything gets kind of changed, doesn't it? It does. You know, like I was, I was hearing on the radio that um, Elvis Costello will never play. You don't know the track Oliver's Army, do you? Probably Oliver's Army. Oliver's nope. Army. We did actually play it, I think, <laughs> back in 1979 or 1980. Okay. When we were doing that year, um, but it has the N word in it, so he will never ever play it again. Oh yeah. Um, and doesn't want any radio station to play it. Okay. Um, but if they do, he doesn't want them to bleep out the N-word because he says it's... Part of the song? Part of the song, yeah. So if you're going to play it, then 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 play it without bleeping it out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's apparently what his, his father was called when he, he was in the army. Elvis Costello's father was called that. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, the, I won't say the word because I... Does he have a black or mixed-raced father? No, no, no. He was called a white N. A white oh. N. That's weird. Yeah, well, derogatory at the time I guess isn't it really but anyway mm, yeah. um, it's just interesting how things have changed don't they the Redskins were actually part of a, a quite a significant left wing musical movement in in the early 80s in England yeah um, that aligned itself strongly with the Labour Party I mean um, th- uh, the me- well I mean their members were actually uh, Christine the lead vocalist and Martin Hughes the bassist were actually members of the Socialist Workers Party so maybe they weren't actually Labour aligned that as much, but even oh, more okay. to the left. Yeah. Yes, yes, they were further further left than that. Yes, mm. yes. There was there was a uh, an, an organisation called Red Wedge and the Rock Against Racism, that kind of thing. So mm. it's quite a big movement. It's pretty good at the time. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is um, a band called This Mortal Coil uh, and Song to the Siren. Now my foolish boy is me. 
Reo irirangi o te tauihu o te waka Māori, Fresh FM, tauke! Sad of you and never cease when you're left alone. 
into your eyes You watch a plane flying Across a clear blue sky This is the day Your life will surely change This is the day. Uh, so, so the band's name of who sang that, Jack, is actually a man on his own called Matt Johnson. I think um, he had the he decided on the worst name for um, for future proofing searching on the internet for the name. Is it was it Google? No. Oh, what what? It's, it's a band. If you search, you cannot ever find any, anything by them. I don't think. Or maybe Google has sorted it out now. They were called the 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 the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a. Uh <laughs> that's obviously a parody name to or parody just I guess the prevalence of does in yes. band names yes so yeah but then probably might have regretted it in later life when the internet first started and people tried to find <laughs> the the on the internet yes if you type it you just get nothing probably do you mm, yeah. or, or 26 billion results for the uh, if a band is not very well known but they have a certain name I'll type in band at the end and that usually right. helps yes I'm sure it, I'm sure people do that these days yeah um, yeah uh, the, the, and this is the day from the album Song Mining from 1983 we're totally wired and um, we've been playing songs from 1983 you got some news from 1983 Jack uh, Newsflash yeah sure um, space again. NASA has gone to space again they're always they, up there aren't they they really? bought five astronauts aboard uh, the space shuttle Challenger on a six day flight um, they carried out experiments, deployed two satellites, and the mission is famous and a uh, landmark because it carried the first woman in space. <laughs> American woman, I should say. <laughs> That's right, because, as we know, Jack... Yeah, Americans tell history because they are the victors of history. Yes, but there, were, the there, there was a, a woman in space long before that, wasn't there? Yeah, 20 years ago. That's right. Valentina Tereshkova. That's right. In 1963. And what, what nationality might she be? Um, she was Ruski, wasn't she? She was a Russian. I believe Russian, yes. Yes. Or from the U the USSR. Yes. She, she may have been Ukrainian or something. But anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah. But the first 
So the Americans would tell it like that was the first woman in space, would they? <laughs> first American woman, uh, Sally right. Ride was her name. Yeah, okay. Um, you made a comment last week about Mars, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. You didn't want to go to Mars because? It reminded me of Australia. And of course Australia had the hottest, the hottest day in, on record in Australia last week mm-hmm. um, for Australia. Yeah. Which was fifty point seven degrees in a coastal town. That's that's incredible, actually, for for a coastal town as well. I think so. On, on the north, the north, obviously. Wow. It gets hotter. That's pretty hot, isn't it? Mm, it is. Like Mars, probably. Uh, no, the opposite would be true for Mars. Mars is cold, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So at least if I Mercury, then. Am I going the right way? Ooh, yeah. I don't know my planet. Yes, Mercury would be... Uh, it's the Hotter. closest planet to the sun. Yeah, so that would be 50.7. Mm. Or more. Way more. Yes. Any other news? What happened in New Zealand? Uh, New Zealand... Oh, let me just I think we did. New, my I, th- I think we talked about New Zealand a bit last week, didn't we, already? Yeah, we did. Uh, politics actually got really heated in 1983, and I believe uh, it was a... I'm thinking about games you could play with the politicians, Jack. Because Monopoly's good. But you, uh-huh. you know the game Twister? Yeah. You wouldn't want to play that in Downing Street, would you? Why? Oh, because... Oh, I don't know. Because, I don't know. You wouldn't want to get all tangled up physically with... Politicians. Politicians, would you? You wouldn't want that mental image of... Sorry. Politicians <laughs> playing Twister. I wouldn't... You just wouldn't, No, no, you wouldn't want that. I don't hmm. think... But you could see them playing certain board games like Monopoly or Hungry Hungry Hippos, or Hungry That would be a good one, wouldn't it? Because Boris Johnson might remind me of a Hungry Hungry Hippo, okay. a little bit. Yeah. I guess there's also chess as well. Chess could play that. Yeah. yeah. Risk would be bad against like the Foreign Secretary, wouldn't it? Ooh. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't beat them, would you? Well, why not? Or, or the head of the Admiralty, you know. Uh huh. Well, yeah. and that would depends on dice, but you really wouldn't beat them, would you? Mm. No. I, I guess not. No. All right. Thank you, Jack. Uh, this is the Smiths.
Smiths and this charming man. You like the Smiths, don't you, Jack? Oh, yeah, I love them. Do you? This might be one of my favourite songs from 1983. Yes, it's very, the bass line's fantastic, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was very good. Um, yeah, and this charming man. We'll have lots more Smiths as we go through the years, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. um, they were very, very good. Uh, so we're going to finish now with uh, a final song and uh, a song by Herbie Hancock, who was, of course, a very, very successful jazz Yes, um, since 1960 before. he had been yeah. learning jazz and yeah. uh, then he branched up to lots of different types of music Yes, and um, he's been very experimental, very, very talented um, and in 1983 he would release Rocket which was considered the first jazz hip-hop song it um, won a Grammy for its um, for how innovative it was and uh, became an anthem for breakdancing it was also the first song to feature scratching so I'm really happy that we're going to be playing it live tonight right now Oh, oh, is that the one we're going to play? Yes. Yeah, we are. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This has been Totally Wired uh, on Fresh FM. Uh, Thanks for listening. 983, we're in 984 next week. Uh, And as Jack said, this is Herbie Hancock and Rocket. Good night. Good night.
thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.